Welcome to the Suffering Podcast. Each week, we walk you through how suffering is the way to sustainable success and the path to greatness. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Visit thesufferingpodcast.com for complete details. Please subscribe and like to get our latest episodes as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for exclusive content. Please comment. We may read your comments on future shows or even reach out to you for a future guest appearance. Let's embrace how suffering forges bonds that last forever, showing we are never alone. So get so ready, get ready, sit down, sit down, and strap it, strap it. Sit your ass down, down. Sit your ass down, down. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. Sit your ass down, down. Sit your ass down, down. Strap it, strap it. This is gonna hurt, gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt, gonna hurt. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. This is gonna hurt. It's time for the Suffering Podcast. Dented Development Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization with a mission to assist first responders and their families repair dents caused by suffering. Help us support the ones who take care of us selflessly. Dented things can still operate, but may not be as pretty as they once were. Make a difference and go to DentedDevelopmentProject.com to get involved today. Our heroes need our help. All new Suffering Podcast gear is here. The show depends heavily on our supporters to get the word out. Let people know that suffering is a team sport and no one is alone in their struggles. Wearing the Suffering Podcast merchandise accomplishes that goal. Check out our store at thesufferingpodcast.com or check our show notes for the link. Your support and love means everything to us. It's difficult to live by example. How can you ask of others the things you're unwilling to do yourself? There will be no perspective. There will be no compliance. There will be nothing but a parental relationship. Hey, just do it this way, kid. We all know how well we listened to our parents when we were younger. There are places inside everyone's head that we don't want the public to see. We want them to remain hidden. There comes a time to put up or shut up, to practice what we preach, and let go of our suffering. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felace, and on this episode of The Suffering Podcast, we welcome back Heather Julia Campbell and allow her to crawl inside Mike's head and my head to see if we're truly living by example by talking about our suffering and having our own psychic reading. Heather, thanks so much for coming back. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you notice one thing different, Kevin doesn't read the intros live anymore. No, just, did you? Didn't, I didn't read him. No, when you he were didn't. Here. He told me you distract him. <laughs> you did. He has to do it beforehand. I have to. I have to. I actually did this one two weeks ago because we had some scheduling conflicts. But today's a little different day. It was probably one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever gone through in my life, and I've gone through a lot of uncomfortable things. So Mike and I, prior to the show, we sat with Heather individually. We had a psychic reading. You're going to hear all about it. You're going to hear some stuff that. You've never heard before 
on this show. We're going to bring out a lot of things that, you know, we, we try to keep stuff close to the vest, especially when it comes to personal stuff. Everybody knows about our shooting and all the damage. But before we get into any of that, let's get into this week's social media question. And it comes from Janine. And Janine says, aren't you afraid of anybody leaving behind any bad juju? Now, what I take this to mean is any bad feelings, any bad emotions, leaving some bad mark that may rear its head at another time. This was an apt question for you, Julia. So what do you think? Do you, you did a room clearing mm-hmm. before we started doing our readings. Have you ever been afraid, first of all, that any reading that you've done, somebody was going to leave something behind? No. Not for any reading. I know how to clear my energy, and that's very important, is to clear your energy after you do a reading, kind of cut cords from that person so that you don't bring anything home with you. You don't attach to their feelings or attach to their emotions. So clearing your energy is extremely important. But I'm not afraid of anything that would attach to me because I know how to clear it. That's that's a skill you're going to need to teach me, apparently. I'm going to need to know it pretty well. Mike, are you ever afraid of that? Yeah, I, I often think about it. Like we've had so many characters in here who are, let's just say, not upper echelon people or have done some bad <laughs> things in their lives. I always wondered if some people aren't so fine and was left, Something was left behind at some point. I've wondered about that. You know, people have had some really tough lives who have come in here. I was always afraid that some of it was going to rub off in here and give this a, just an ominous feel. My son and I were just watching something, watching uh, a documentary about the Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he didn't know about the Ronnie DeFeo murders and all that stuff. And I think he might have saw part of the movie, but it's not really that scary anymore. I've been to the Amityville Horror House, and I wouldn't go in. I didn't. I drove past it just to see it. Say I saw it. I got creeped out. I because if you go in there, I was always afraid like whatever was in there is gonna gonna get on me yeah, like I a disease. Latch on to you. Yeah, it's you know like it. You know, if you hang around smokers long enough, you're gonna smell like smoke. Mm-hmm. That type of deal. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever been afraid of it. Maybe I'm just too stupid to to fear for that stuff. And it can happen. Things can attach to you. You can bring them home. That's why it's important to know how to clear your energy. Well, if you had to give a, a piece of advice on being around somebody with damage so something doesn't stick onto you, what, what kind of advice? Do you have something real quick? I do. Something that can help without you even thinking about it is by using crystals. Black tourmaline especially helps repel negative energy. That's what That's what Helen gave me. It's like carrying, I feel like I, I always, I always call it my kryptonite because it, it just reminds me of what kryptonite should look like, except it's not green. <laughs> she gave it to me to carry around. I, I, I used to carry it around. I want you to put a bracelet on, a black tourmaline bracelet <laughs> to wear all the like time. To accessorize, to match my eyes. <laughs> to protect your energy. Where would you buy something like that? I make jewelry, so I could make one for you, but you can also buy it at a crystal shop. There are lots of different crystal shops in every town where you can go and you can buy them. You can also buy them online. Etsy has a lot. Amazon has some. You just have to be careful with Amazon because sometimes they're fake. Well, that that's that was my next question. Like, how do you know it's not somebody selling fake Rolexes off the, out of the back of their van? It could be. That's yeah. why you have to really know where you're getting it from and trust the source. It'll give you the reverse effect of the juju <laughs> in you. Now, would you know having your special gifts. And for those of you out there who don't remember Heather or haven't listened to other episode, you got to listen to it. It's a great episode. Heather is a medium. She's a psychic medium. She also does house clearing. She does readings. She Reiki. Does, Reiki. Does a little bit of everything, all to benefit and how you live your life better moving forward. If you were to get a fake bracelet, would you know? Yes. Okay. And is it just a feeling? So every crystal has... 
uh, different properties, physical, emotional, and spiritual healing properties. They have different vibrations. I can feel the vibrations of every crystal. So if I picked it up and felt nothing, I would know it wasn't real. And I might even know by looking at it. And I could also, my angels would most likely tell me this is not real. You, your angels have names? That's, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if, I can, if I'm okay with that. You said they were all around me when you were doing yes. your reading. I don't know if I'm okay with that. Like, I'm never going to be able to get intimate again. Surrender. I'm, you got to surrender. I guarantee there's no angel around named Kevin. <laughs> can I tell him, hey, listen, can you give me a half hour or so? Can you just leave me alone for about a half an hour? <laughs> Need some alone time. Janine, thank you so much for sending that question in. Keep sending them in. We'll try to get them on the air. Now, how this episode came about. And it never aired because I was a coward. I'm going to call it what it is. I was a coward. You were in here the last time, and it's probably November Mm -hmm. of 2021, and you just started reeling off this stuff about my father. My father and I, we had a contentious relationship. We didn't speak the last couple years of his life, and he passed in January of 2021. So he passed almost uh, 10 months prior Mm -hmm. to you known as you didn't know any of this stuff we never discussed it we were bringing you in here to talk about your gift and the the, the suffering that goes along with your gift you're sitting there and i'm writing something because i keep a notepad with me i'm writing something down and you start reeling off almost verbatim my relationship with my father and i stop and i just look at you we don't record on camera and we don't record live so i i put up the timeout sign i stop recording and i said where the fuck did you get that <laughs> Where the fuck did you get that? Like I, I was, I was, I was taken back. You threw me totally off my game. I couldn't continue recording. I ended up cutting it out of the episode. Whatever, whatever I could leave in, I left in. But I never associated it any with me. So it was a coward move for me, and I understand it was a coward move. But you had just caught me so off guard. You caught me so off my game. So Mike and I were talking about you one day and, and your gifts, and Mike brings it up and says, "You know what? We we should probably have Heather back and and do some readings on us." The idea behind that is everybody comes in and bears their souls to us. We should give back and have our souls bared to them. We got to live by example. Yeah. We got to, you know, I've, I talk. It would I, be hypocritical, really, if we didn't. I do not talk about my father on the show. I do not talk about any personal relationships I had with my family. I talk about my grandfather because I loved him dearly. The, the bad relationship between my father and I, I just leave out. You know, again, it's that trying not to bring up the bad memories type of deal. So that's how this episode came about. And when, when you had found out that you kind of read that out of me, how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel good? It's like, well, you know, this, this is what I do. Or is it just a normal thing for you? It's, it's a normal thing for me. I don't, I didn't do it on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't trying to read you. I wasn't trying to get information. I don't do that without people's permission. So when I kind of started to describe the whole situation, I wasn't aware that I was describing your certain situation. Did you see the look on my face? I did. I did see, <laughs> see the look on your face. Yes. My eyes get you know wide as half mm-hmm. dollars. I was like, this this is not really cool. So and I I like sensed it too. It oh, was like, just so, like such a tension came over the room. I'm like, uh oh. So and that happened before too. But we'll get into that yeah, later. So uncomfortable, like so very very uncomfortable. And guess what? We just had another moment that we're going to get into a little later down. We just had another moment. Like I said, it was probably- Me and Kevin just locked eyes and I was like, oh no, she's onto something here. It's one of the most uncomfortable things in the world. Uh, You you know, especially when you you don't want anybody knowing more about you than you know about yourself. And I have a feeling that's that's what you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a scary situation. You're supposed to know yourself better than anybody, right? Mm -hmm. 
Has anybody ever gotten uncomfortable when, when you start explaining things to them? Yes. Yes. Some people do. It's sometimes it's hard to kind of look within, right? And see a mirror up in front of you and see the different situations or maybe things that are holding you back. And it's usually yourself that's holding you back in some way. It could be from trauma. It could be from your own, how you are, things that you need to change. Sometimes people have a hard time receiving that information, but it's not coming from me. And I know that. So if someone kind of gets a little bit uncomfortable or they're like, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not like that. Then kind of towards the end of the reading, they'll be like, Okay, you were right. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. We have the readings hard. over. You know what? <laughs> it's you just hard right for me to admit it. And I said, I understand and I get it. And I'm not trying to say anything to hurt you or to point things out or to judge you. My intention is to help you. And this is what is coming from the other side. I am just the medium. I'm the vessel that is delivering the message. That's what I was going to say. You said judge. Do you, act, do you ever like judge someone when you hear something? Someone, you know? One of the angels said that <laughs> this is what he did last night. Yeah. You go... Damn, buddy, you can stop. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Because everyone has everyone has different things that happen in their life. Everyone makes their own choices. And I believe that if you can kind of look at those choices and see it from a higher perspective in terms of a way that you can learn and grow from it, and that's kind of what where I come in is where I can help people kind of learn and grow from certain situations. That's how I try and look at it. And I don't judge because I want people to feel safe around me. I want them to feel like they can share and it is okay. Whatever I'm picking up on is a safe space. Did you ever chuckle? Did you ever get, did you ever get a laugh? Um, you mean a laugh from someone else? No, from one of the, one of the angels or spirits tells you something and you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's yes. Pretty <laughs> yes. You know, she's, she's going to go home. She, on the ride home, she's going to go, those two guys are fucked up. <laughs> I didn't even say half of the things I couldn't. Well, you got what, a 40 minute ride home. So you're going to take, it's going to half hour. That's going to be trying to clear or, or giggling for yeah. at least 20 minutes. Giggling. Well, you know, it's funny. So I didn't even tell him this. When, when Heather was in here the last time, she said, that there are times that you went to a, a psychic reading or, or or whatever it was, and you went outside and actually threw up. That was after an investigation yeah. that I did, yes. <laughs> She's going to be puking all over your lawn. <laughs> Puke right down the driveway. <laughs> that was more of an energy release, though, right? Like, back to her question about releasing energy, that was part of my body releasing the energy. From that house, it was just so much that as soon as I walked out, I threw up. You know, that happened in The Exorcist as well. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it was pea soup, but... That's that's a different story. So tell it. Walk us through how the process. Because uh, I know you have a whole process behind getting ready. Mm-hmm. Walk us through the process of doing a spiritual reading. Okay. So and I know we kind of got in. We touched on this a little mm-hmm. bit the last time you were in, but I, today I actually saw it firsthand. So I'm pretty interested in it. So for me, I love crystals. I use crystals, so I kind of set up crystals around me. I have crystals that I like to hold during a reading. Before I do a reading, I clear myself. I clear the energy within my body. I move energy from each chakra up into my crown chakra and kind of clear my entire body so that I am ready and prepared to deliver messages from the other side. So that's kind of what I do. And then right before I speak to someone, I call in their angels, guides, and past loved ones in love and light only. And then I will start to receive information about them. You did this whole process inside this room of clearing your spirit. I guess clearing your spirit also. That way you don't bring anything from your life into whatever reading you're doing? Mm -hmm. Well, also just to kind of exactly that, but also, right, if there's, I want to make sure that I'm as clear as possible so that I can deliver the messages for you or for someone else. So if my energy isn't completely clear, I can still deliver the messages. I'm not going to affect anything or block it. I just like to be as clear and as clean energetically as I can. Was there ever a time you couldn't like clear yourself and had to like cancel or would you just go in 
soldier through it? Yeah, just soldier through it. There there has been um, definitely a reading or two where I had to soldier through it. And it turned out some of the stuff that I was feeling was actually from that person. So I was kind of picking up on it beforehand, and I felt a little sick, but it was because I was feeling what was going on with them. So you started off tonight by clearing this room. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you find in yeah, here? What? What? <laughs> like, tell me. Tell. Let's get into this a little bit. I want to find out what's in here. We had some. We had some pretty heavy duty people in here. A lot. There was a lot when I walked downstairs. Uh, more than the last time. It was a lot of anxiety, extreme depression. I felt a lot of anger, a lot of rage. Uh, these were all different things that I could kind of feel as I was walking. You know down the stairs and into your room. So it wasn't that it was hard for me to kind of be in here. It was just in order for me to do a reading on both of you, I wanted to clear it. So those were kind of the the main feelings that I felt, but there wasn't anything demonic or a negative entity that I felt in here. Well, the two of them is is Mike Dowd and John Elite. They they filled up the room, these two guys, out of their mind. Well, John's not out of his mind. Mike's out of his mind. But they, I guarantee they put some. They left some stuff behind in here. Mm-hmm. Listen, Crudell wasn't here too long ago either. He left a lot of shit. Crudell, here he yeah, he left stuff on the floor though. <laughs> yeah, we've had some people in here that really got some some trauma in their life, and when they walk out of here, they they feel better. But again, getting back to Janine's question, they feel better. But what the hell did they leave behind? Yeah. So were you able to clear all that stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. You were. Can you pick out one thing specific? That was, you said there, there's depression, there's anger, there's anxiety. Can you pick out one thing in particular that you picked up out of this room? Anger. A lot of anger. Was it pain. Was it like a specific thing? No, it wasn't a specific thing. And I wasn't trying to really read the room and see the actual thing. Like I didn't get any visions about where the pain came from, where the anger came from. It was just, I could feel it. How do we do, I want to make sure this room stays as clear as possible. You know, obviously, I, I I live at this place. I don't want I don't, you know, my kids play down here mm-hmm. sometimes. I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to rub off on anybody else. So, how do I keep this room clear? Like, how can I use this information that you're telling me right now? One of the best ways to clear a room is to use sage. Okay. Well, um, I know, and I know, I know that's going to be a problem. That. So, what you could do is have your home cleared. With with sage, or you can use sound healing to clear it. You can also little use short woman Reiki. from Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. Yes. This house is clear. The problem getting let's let's talk about the sage. So Heather, when when we spoke earlier, she wanted to burn sage down here. I have a very tough time, even women's perfume. I have a very tough time with very strong smells. Mm-hmm. So when I went through my Reiki session, they burned sage. It wasn't here, but it, they burned sage. I'm like, oh, that's, it's, it, it just upset me so much. And they wondered why I was so blocked. That could have been the reason. Could that have been the reason why? So it made me uncomfortable. No, it was you who was blocking. It wasn't, it wasn't the sage. You can try and blame the sage. Can't blame sage for you being an asshole. <laughs> it wasn't. Just once in my life, I want there to be a reason why I'm an asshole. Um, but that's that's pretty interesting. So I can get the ha- I can get this place cleared. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, should I like hide crystals in the ceiling tiles or so something? So crystals can help, right? So we can create a crystal grid down here that would help absorb the energy and clear it. And keep it as clean as possible. We could get a nice like crystal grid right in the middle of the table. It would look nice too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we're about to go on camera, so it's going to happen. Yeah, and you could also put crystals in the four corners of the room, which would help create a grid around this actual room. So if anything did come in, it would help clear it after. So scary that 
that this stuff is is a reality. It just really worries me because no, because I don't understand it. Like, you know, and the funny thing is, I didn't really even think about it until today. No, you know, neither all, did I. All of the crazy people and crazy things that have been said down here. I mean, we've I had, didn't really think about like spirits staying. We've had people with tremendous trauma from their childhood to killers, and bringing this stuff in here, talking about it freely mm-hmm. and openly on air, and we're going to continue to do it. So, geez, we may have you back every six months just to <laughs> just clear this place out. You know, we she, have, she could be a co-host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, we we did talk about that. You know how we decompress after it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, you you had brought something. You know what? Well, you know what? Let's we'll get into that in just a little bit because you you hit on something during my reading that was that was pretty interesting as far as being drained after shows. When you walked down here, immediately you wanted to do Mike first. Mm-hmm. You wanted you wanted to to give Mike the reading first. What was the reason for that? His mom. His I mom. felt his mom. I can't. It's your mother. Now you can't say anything. I can't say anything because your mother's supposed to be here, and I can't say anything. Listen, she was here just before, so you know. <laughs> so growing up, when Mike and I grew up, mother jokes were very prevalent. So you make a comment like that, the child comes out. And I, I want to make a. I want to make a your mom joke, but I, I can't because you said that his mom showed up. So let's get into Mike's reading. Let's talk a little bit about that. Was he was he easy difficult? I kind of say in between, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't completely shut down, but it was his mom that was coming through pretty strongly. So even if you're closed off and you're trying to kind of block me, that spirit is already like with me. Plus your mom's going to come through anything. My mom's (laughs) coming through anything that I'm trying to block. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that, that's the thing you can, you can try and block me from me picking up on information about you. But when it comes to someone who has passed, if they're coming to me, you, you really can't block that. Michael. Michael, because yeah. yeah. that was that, that was that was one of the good. Th- I mean, that was she's one of the only people in this world that called me Michael. If there was ever any doubt in anybody's mind that Mike and I trust each other, so we had had this discussion prior to Heather showing up. You know, would you have a problem if you sat in? We sat in with each other, and if it was okay with Heather, then we were going to do it. We allowed each other. I mean, something could have really come up that was that, that was really messed up, but we allowed each other to sit in on our own readings. It's it's a difficult thing for a guy to show that vulnerability. I know your mother is very de- near and dear to your heart because Mike has told me about it. Mm-hmm. And Mike, Mike knows my grandfather is very near and dear to my heart. There are going to be times when Mike's going to tear up because you're talking about his mother. For to the the trust that he has in me to sit here and be non judgmental, which it's impossible. I'm always going to judge you, but it, that that shows that is one thing I'm going to say that we preach very closely. That you have to have certain people in your life who you trust with everything. Mike is that person for me and I'm that person for Mike. And we did live by example today. I believe we did. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to sit there and watch because Mike, I could tell Mike was getting a little uncomfortable. Did you feel yes. he, Did you feel that? Yes, I could feel that. And that's why I said it's really, it's not so much up to me. I'm okay with it as long as you guys are comfortable because I didn't want you to kind of close off those emotions. It's important to process anything that comes up, right? If you're going to cry, let yourself cry you know, for whatever I kind of pick up on. So I didn't want him not to be open because you were here and vice versa. I almost grabbed the tissues a couple of times <laughs> looking over at the box. Yeah, I started yeah. tearing up a bit. Anytime he talks about somebody that's near and dear to your heart like that, it's got, it's tough. Cause I, I, I had it happen during my reading. It was close. It was close. It didn't go, but it was pretty close. So what did you pick up on a mic? On Mike, Um, I'm trying to think 
because I I'm so when I do readings, it kind of goes in and then it goes out. I don't. Um... Well, I got a whole list of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that the Michael very loudly. So I'm yeah. certain, Mike, when you heard that, you could hear your mother say, "Michael." Yeah, exactly. You know that that brought me right back to my childhood. You talked about like fighting and stuff like that, and lighting fires, and I was a typical boy growing up. Do you ever light your house on fire? No, no. We used to just play with matches all the time. You know, me and a friend of mine we used to go burn paper out in the field, you know, burn cardboard boxes. And, and I'd get in trouble for that all the time. And as soon as I got home, it'd be Michael. <laughs> but not Frank. No. Frank, Frank. No, Frank no. was the good one? Yeah, Frank was a good one. See, the older brothers are always the good ones. No. And mine was too. Because he used to tell me to go do it. And yeah. I'd go do it and I'd get in trouble. You you picked up on something. Was it a necklace? The necklace, yeah. The necklace. Okay. You didn't give too much information when we were sitting here. You picked up on a necklace that his mother wore. Mm-hmm. You want to tell that story a little mm-hmm. bit? My mother had five sisters, and they all had the same necklace. We, I have one cousin, that female, that was very close to all the sisters. And they always considered her more of a sister than a, than a niece. They kind of made a pact that the first sister to pass away, that necklace was going to go to their niece. Mm-hmm. And when my mother came down with cancer in 2011, uh, a couple of the sisters were here. They live in Florida. They were up here. And, I mean, my mother was in hospice. She was on morphine and all that. And it was just a matter of time. When we went to the care facility that she was staying at the next day, her necklace wasn't on her neck anymore. That's the day she passed away. Mm. My brother and I had a big argument with the sisters. We want that necklace back. You know, we want to, when we lay her out, we want her wearing that necklace. They kept saying, well, as, as long as we get it back, as long as we, never gave it back to them. <laughs> you cremated your mother with it? Yeah. Uh, good for you. Good for you. That was her special was her necklace. But again, yeah, but it, it was just, it was so hurtful that they, my mother was laying in bed on copious amounts of morphine, couldn't move, couldn't do anything. And they actually reached around her neck and took that necklace mm-hmm. off. That was a big sticking point for me. That's because yeah. people suck. Humans suck. To, humans yeah. suck. They really do. Not dogs. That, no, not, not animals. animals. It's just humans. And the crazy thing is we really haven't talked to those sisters since then. So something very strange happened during Mike's reading. You had started talking about the podcast, podcast. You know, it was very nice. I was, I was very encouraged by that. So listen, if, if anybody's pulling for your, your gift to be a reality, it's me. <laughs> because Heather had said the show is going to keep growing and growing. But you had said something about spotlights. spotlights. I saw spotlights, yeah. So you saw spotlights. So I'm over here and I'm, I'm just sort of paying attention. I'm trying not to be involved. I'm not giving any comments or anything. I'm not making any noise. So I'm doing the splash page for the shows when they come out you'll see the picture and what episode number and the names and everything and i'm doing that and i had already done it but i i looked at him like i need something so i go back in and i'm adding spotlights at the same time you were talking about spotlights i'm adding spotlights to the picture that's that's no bullshit that's the real deal it kind of freaked me out a little bit Kevin showed me, or Kevin showed us right after that. Yeah, yeah. kind of freaked me out. Though. Was, I said, I, as you were doing it, that's yeah, that, that type of stuff really screws me a little bit. It's it's not when you're wrong. When you're wrong doesn't screw with me. When you're right, really screws me. And you're you've been you were more right, Mike. Is there anything that that Heather touched on that sort of hit home a little bit? Two things. One thing with the dimes. She said that whenever I find a dime, that's that's my mother showing that she's there. In the gym, with I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, I was walking through the gym locker room and there was a dime laying right on the floor. 
I will. I tell want you. to know what the fuck my mother was doing in a men's locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing you were doing, looking at naked guys. Yeah, that's, uh, that's. But one thing, one thing's for certain. So during Mike's reading, my dog upstairs starts barking. Well, apparently the door opened up on its own. Which again. Please tell me you didn't haunt my house. <laughs> I don't bring anything Please. bad with me. It, if whatever's here has been here. But those are different things that, that kind of people chalk up as coincidences, right? Like with the spotlights or with the door opening up. And it's really not. It's a spirit. Well, well she, she did say that if a dog, you know, if I have a dog, which I did have a dog when I was living at home. Now where I'm staying, my friend's daughters have, have a dog and the dog will just bark. Was that before or after my dog started barking? I think it was during. It was almost like right at the same time. So that's coincidence number three. Like really big coincidence. That's that's not like saying, hey, I heard your grandmother had hair. <laughs> you know? So that stuff, I'm more afraid of you being right than wrong. You follow me? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how scary kind of hoping she was wrong on a couple of things, but. <laughs> but, you know, getting back to the dog barking thing, I always said, you know, I like to take a nap during the day. The dog that we have at the house now. Barks every time I go in to take a nap. <laughs> and, and Heather said, you're pretty much like your mother's trying to break your chops. She doesn't want you to take a nap. And that, that would be like so my mother. Because she did that all growing up. That's a scary, scary thought. But now, when, when you hear these things, Mike, how does it make you feel that Heather is being so accurate? It's, it's scary. But it's also comforting to know that she still is there. She is, was, and always will be the most important female in my life. Sorry, Mackie. <laughs> well, that's another. She's thing. not listening. No, but yeah. So she, she, Heather did hit on Mike's girlfriend, Mackie, who was a wonderful person. I know her. Way too good for you, man. I will kick my coverage by a hundred yards yeah. minimum. I minimum. I think I'm still think you have something on her. So how did how did that come through? Like, who told you that? Do you re, do you recall when you said that about Mike's girlfriend? It was his guides. His guides. Yeah. Who then did you see? You don't see guides. You feel them, right? Both. Both. Yeah. What do they look like? Yeah, I didn't see his. I don't always see them. They don't oh. always show themselves to me, but they they talk. They so told me. Is it? I hate to make light of it, but is it like a Slimer from the Ghostbusters, or is it like a like a <laughs> like a spectral or a color? Like I want to know. I, I honestly do want to know what what you see when you see those. You things. did bring up colors a lot when you were talking to Kevin. Is that? the way you see no that was that was them showing me stuff about him and different things that he was seeing so it's different with everyone with every reading it's not the same colors can if the, if i'm if i see a specific color sometimes it means something that's why i'll ask like well does this mean something to you and if you're like no i'm like okay well then it's this that's why they're showing it to me okay. or they might show themselves to me in their like how they physically are, like their physical form. So the guides are usually, they show, it's a person, right? They show me their physical form. And is it is it like a spectral? Like you would think what you see in the movies with a ghost. It's not like, it's not, I, don't, I forget his name, the green guy in Ghostbusters. Slimer. Okay, Slimer. Slimer. It's not like that at all. Um, they don't look like that. It is more of they show themselves. The librarian in Ghostbusters, more like that. Yes. Okay. Well, that's that's. I think that's creepier. Yes, it's more like a human figure, but it's not. It's like I can tell the difference, right? Like you are obviously you're you're complete. You're you're whole. They are not as physical, right? Like it's kind of like a an outline, and then I can see their body, I can see their face, but I can see through them too. Wow, like a, like if just not comfortable with any of this, Mike. And doesn't that freak you out? I mean, I mean, 
obviously you've been doing this a long time, so you're used to it. That would freak me out if I saw something It did. Like that. It did in the beginning. It really freaked me out. It scared me. It terrified me. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on, kind of what was happening. So I did go through a period where I was terrified, but then I learned. Well, you said that in, when you were in here before, that mm-hmm. you didn't know you had these powers before you knew you had the powers. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you couldn't say or you didn't say to Mike? Or did you let everything fly? You really didn't go there. (laughs) (laughs) He secretly likes guys. She she could read minds, too. (laughs) (laughs) Can you read his mind that he wants to strangle me right now? Is there anything that, and you don't have to say it, but is there anything that you got that you did not give him? No, not him. I'm sorry. Okay. So let's move on to Kevin. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Suffering Podcast, the Suffering of Psychic Reading with Heather Julia Campbell. I'll, I'll just end this shit right now. I don't want it. Oh, not him. Oh, here we not go. Not him. Here we go. Oh, God. Do, do we have to go through the second portion yes, of the reading? Yes, we readers? do. Oh, I asked if you, if you wanted to do a whole episode. You said yes. Fine. No, but Julia, I just, uh, Heather, I just want to say you, you were spot on. You really were. I mean, some of the things that, like Kevin said, just the loud Michael. I mean, that that's that was my mother. Yeah, I heard that very, very clearly. Her saying that, and that, right? And I understand that there's people that don't believe in what I do, and I get it. They haven't experienced it. I'm very skeptical. I was going to say right ske- yeah. skeptical. I, I, I don't want to say don't believe, yeah. but skeptical is always out there. Mm-hmm. I know? haven't. Although the more you, the more I'm around you, the more I'm going to start to become a true blue believer. Yeah. So don't. Expect us to invite you back to it all that often. <laughs> because once again, I'm not afraid of not believing. I'm afraid of believing, yeah. That, yeah. which is which is an odd thing. Now, Mike, is there anything that you wish that Heather would have seen or brought up that, that didn't happen? No. Like I said, I just want to make sure she's still here and she's still looking down. You know, that, that, was, that was the main reason that I wanted to come here. So I guess it's time for me. Mm. I'm just going to give a grunt. Part two. <laughs> it's going to be an hour. <laughs> so I took I took notes from Mike. So Mike is going to actually switch over a little bit because he took the notes on my reading. I got to be honest with you. It was probably one of the more uncomfortable things in my life. I really, I just did not feel at ease. I'm guarded. I'm a very guarded person. I know I'm a guarded person. People have told me I'm hard to read for my entire life. What was your feeling when you when you started reading me? Well, I could tell that you were you were nervous, especially about your dad. You weren't sure if your dad was going to come through, and you didn't want your dad to come through. I was hoping that motherfucker wouldn't come. Yeah. I really was, because that, that motherfucker... She picked up on two things right away, too. Yeah. That, that, Abusive and alcohol. That motherfucker needs to stay wherever he is. I'm done with him. I don't... For, I, for, you asked me to forgive him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can. I don't think I can because there was absolutely no reason to do some of the shit that he did. Yeah, there's a special place where he is right now. I get it. I get it. And that's why he didn't come through, right? Also, and if he was going to try, I was going to block it because I knew. I knew how you felt. But my intention when doing a reading is to help someone the most that I can. So whoever comes through the information that I'm relaying to you will help you in some way. It may be uncomfortable, but it's going to help you. And you didn't need to hear from him because it wasn't going to help you. Well, the sad part is I've let him in this house. Like he has been in this house. And I did that for my kids because I had the greatest grandfather in the world and I never deny my kids their grandparents ever. You know, I don't, there's, there's, there's some people, there's some grandparents I don't really care for, 
but they're fr- they were always free to see the kid. So I just put up with it. I just ate it until I couldn't eat it no more. Mm-hmm. And like I had said earlier, my, my father and I, we did not speak for the last two years of his life. So as the story goes, and I, I'll never let this one, I can't let, I can't let this soundbite get out three days before my father dies. He, he, he went into the hospital for renal failure, ends up getting COVID in the hospital. Three days before he dies, he calls my phone and I never, I never picked up my phone for him ever. Leaves me a voicemail, which is still on my phone to this day, which I have not listened to the whole thing. And you could tell his voice was raspy. You could tell he he was sick, but it, it says in there, it looks like I'm getting out of here and you're not in the will anymore. It was, it was really fucked up. Like I was really, and I listened to maybe a minute of it. It's about a three minute message. My wife has listened to it. I refused. I said, this, fuck him. You know, that's it. I said, what are you going to leave me? The vast Donaldson financial fortunes? There's nothing there. And even if there was something there, I don't fucking want it. So I got really mad at that. But for some reason, I never I never erased that message off of my phone. And it's still there to this day. I don't think I'll ever let that message out. It was a shitty shit. So three days later, he dies. You know, and there was no funeral. There was nothing. But the funny thing was is, my dog had died, and this this is gonna this is gonna sound fucking awful. <laughs> this is really gonna sound bad. So my dog had died in November November of 2020. Cried like a baby. I was inconsolable. My fa- fast forward to January 2021. My father dies. Not one tear. Not one tear. So there's a little bit of my damage when it comes to that, and that's that's stuff that you really didn't know. I never let a lot of that stuff out to you. Mm-hmm. But again, like Mike said. We ask people to come in here and bear their souls. It, we would be hypocritical if we didn't bear our souls as well. Now, sticking with that point, when Heather was doing your reading, she kept seeing a saying something about a bottle inside. Could that be his bottled up feelings towards his father? Yes, that's exactly what it was. That's that's exactly what I was getting out mm-hmm. of it. So, how do you uncork the bottle? You kept saying uncork the bottle, mm-hmm. and I don't want to carry this shit around, but unfortunately, it's there. Yeah. There's that, you know, I can't undo that you kept saying uncork that bottle uncork that bottle how do you uncork that bottle explain to me how so you have to you have to face it instead of hide it right face and process all the feelings all the hurt all the anger all the pain all the abuse that you went through you have to relive it and then you can let it go but if you keep bottling it up right and that's what they were showing me was this this bottle inside you that you keep pushing stuff more and more down if you don't address it it will manifest in some type of disease within your body fuck you got to you got to listen to that whole message now <sighs> my feeling is with him is he's not worth any more of my time he's rented enough space in my head absolutely but the thing is is that you don't need to have you don't need to carry that pain with you Right. So I, I understand you don't want him to rent space in your head, but he still has a lot of space in your head. He has a lot of space in your heart that hurts still. You're releasing yourself from that pain. It's not about forgiving him and, and you're condoning what he did. Not at all. You're releasing his energy, his all that past hurt, all that past pain from you so that you can kind of move into the next level of your life and not have that pain and not have that burden that you've been carrying for so long. So face it. Give me an example of how to face it. Well, so... It would be important to whatever kind of comes up in your mind, right? When you think of your father, writing it down. Um, Should I listen to that message? Should I listen to it? I've never listened to the whole thing. That would be a start, right? But 
listening to it and trying to learn from it rather than letting the anger come out. I mean, the anger is going to come out, right? You're, and that's important for you to process it. Left me that message on one twenty three twenty one, sitting right there. I'm showing my phone. That would be interesting. It would be very difficult to do. It would be difficult. And it's not easy, right? But it would help heal you. Healing is not an easy journey. It's painful. It sucks. It fucking hurts. But it's worth it. Because at the end of the day, then you release yourself from all of that. And it's not in your mind anymore. And if it does come up, you're like, okay, you know what? He didn't, he wasn't the father that I deserved. It wasn't my fault for what happened. But it is your responsibility as an adult to heal from that trauma. Or was he the father that I deserved? That's a good, that's the question. That's the million dollar question. No, but I, I mean, I think you could learn from that just because you're a better father, because you learned what not to do. Yeah. There are some times, and I don't know if this happens with you, the, the bad habits of your parents creep into how you raised your kids, even the ones you didn't want. And I do find that from time to time that I try not to. I seriously make a very conscious effort not to do that. But some of his bad habits do tend to creep in sometimes. Mm -hmm. And they're not good ones. There was not very good, many good things there. That was a tough thing to sit there and listen to. But then you, you were the, the great thing, and it actually made me tear up a little bit, is you were able to see my grandfather, who by far was the most important man in my life ever growing up. To this day, I still talk to him. You said, do you still talk to him? Of course I still talk to him. I talk to him as if he was still there. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's been gone now for 20, what did it be, 26 years. So there's not a day goes by I don't think about the guy. You know, you know what blew my mind? When she said, I'm seeing a podcast, Chip. And I, I, just, I just saw that look on his face. I was like, she hit a nail here. You hit a good one there. That one was pretty damn... That was... So I had gone down to Atlantic City. I was going to a coaching, coaching clinic. All my family is from the Atlantic City area. And every time I go down there, I try to go visit the old man's grave. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll sit there and I'll, I'll just talk to him. You know, just the way he, he and I used to sit and talk when he was alive. His headstone's sitting there and there's, there's stone in the middle and it's got little pillars on the side, something for... And I just sit there and I have a discussion with him. Well, we, we have these poker chips with the Suffering Podcast logo on it. You know, every time I go down there, I sort of give him an update on me and the kids and how everything's going. Well, I just take the chip and I put it down there and, I, you know, you put it on the bot, the base of the, the, the stone. Yeah. Who told you that? He did. He did. She brought up the poker chip. She said, did you ever give him a poker chip? You go, two weeks ago. On his gravestone. <laughs> yeah. He showed me his gravestone. Yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Cause I missed that guy. Yeah. He was, he taught me everything I know about being a man. So some of the lessons that he taught me, I bring on to this show on how to deal with certain things, certain ways to live your life. One of the most important lessons he taught me is never turn your back on somebody and allow them the opportunity to call you an asshole. I fail at that more than I succeed at that, but it's always in my mind. So in this studio here, I want people to leave this studio clearer, a little lighter and happier. And in this studio, I do live by that example. I don't want them to walk out of this studio and have the opportunity to call me an asshole. I want them to know that I do, I'm do. i doing everything I can either to help them highlight their story, get the word out, or whatever we can do. So, okay, now we're looking at five serious things you hit on. Five real. She asked if you had GI issues also. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, I have GI. I have, I have bad GI issues. I've had stomach issues my whole life. I have diverticulitis. I, I ended up going gluten-free, which has helped a lot. Irritable bowel syndrome, all sorts of different issues. Now, the GI issues, who, how did you pick that up? That was one of your guides told me. So these guides that are hanging around me, mm-hmm. these motherfuckers better not be watching me at certain times. I mean, otherwise, when they when they can when I can eventually hear them, hopefully I'll be able to hear them and talk to them when I pass off when mm-hmm. I shuffled off this mortal coil. They better not judge me. They don't. They're, they're, they're here to help you, right? And the things that they show me or tell me, it's also to prove to you, right? Like, how would I know that? There's yeah. no way that I would know that unless someone from the other side told me. Well, just tell them to avert their eyes at certain times. <laughs> Those lonely nights. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, you're dis- oh, oh, God, Kevin, you're disgusting. Oh, jeez. The one big one. And this one was, this was a bad one. Where I actually said, what did I say to you? Did I, I didn't tell you, fuck you, did no, I? No, you said, just move on or, or yeah, move on from that. No, no. I said, "What you, the fuck?" You said, "Fuck something." Fuck, I said, yeah. "What the fuck?" That's that was that was the first thing that came to my mind, and it just came out of my mouth. Do you remember what it was about? Your heart. First, he asked me if I got shot in my mm-hmm. heart, and I said no. And then you went to was something. There something near your heart. Yeah, some, yeah. something happened with your heart. So, in the beginning of February, and and very few people know this. I mean, very few people As outside of my immediate family. I think you know. There's maybe 10, 12 people that know it. In the, in the beginning of February, I had two blood clots pass through my heart, causing at least two heart attacks. With that, I lived with for an entire week before I finally was went to the hospital because I either thought I pulled a muscle or I was having a panic attack. I had a lot of stress that week. And as I'm sitting there on the stretcher in the, in the emergency room, getting so frustrated because I don't want to be there, and then I become very belligerent when I'm, when I'm frustrated, they take blood out. And they can tell from your heart enzymes, the one heart enzyme is troponin. Elevated troponin means you had a heart event. I have no clogs. My good cholesterol is very good. My bad cholesterol is very, very low. They did everything they possibly can and everything's clear. So they surmised that it was blood clots coming through. (sighs) Nobody knows that, especially you. I've never said it on air. I've never... You know, we, we, we have some mutual friends, but our mutual friends don't know this. So for you to bring that up, that's, um, that was a little freaky. That was a little freaky. What did you see there again? You saw something there. I just, so I saw your heart and they gave me the impression that something happened with it. Like it was hurting. (sighs) Hopefully it's better now. (laughs) Did they tell you if another one's coming? (laughs) No. Are there any other diseases? Let's put it that way. Not that I see, no. And so when I when I paused, I asked um, my angels, right? Because I'm, I'm not tapped into you anymore, right? I, I kind of closed that door and cut cords. I asked my angels to show me your body and then to light up anywhere in your body. where there's Is that when you chuckled when you saw his body? <laughs> <laughs> I feel very violent <laughs> right now. <laughs> It's my body. It's just it's the outline. Mike's just busting your balls. It's just the outline of your body. And my then they light are, it up. My eyes are up here, okay? My eyes are up here. <laughs> wow. This went down a really dark time. You know, I, I, I don't even know if you should. 
have you ever had the opportunity where somebody says, I want to know when I'm going to die? Yes. All right. Do you tell them? No. They will, I will, will not be given that information. People have asked me also, you know, my mom's in the hospital. Is she going to be okay or is she going to pass? And, or how much time do I have? They will not tell me that. It's not, we are not supposed to know when we were, when we were going to go. And if there is, if they tell me, you know, that something's going to happen, it's because I need to warn someone, right? That something is going to happen, but you need to avoid it. So I have been, you know, given that information for someone to avoid either death or a horrible accident that's not meant to happen. But if someone asks when they're going to die or how old, I can't answer those questions. They will not tell me that information. Well, what if, what if one of the guides gave you that information, gave you personal Personally, Heather Julia Campbell, you knew when you were going to die. What would you do with that information? That would be the most frightening piece of information to get. Without doubt. Okay, so this is going to sound crazy. I do know that information about myself. You do? I do. You know your expiration date? I do. Wow. I do. So what do you do with that? Um, well, and I wasn't given a why, right, as to why I was given that information. I just saw how, how I was going to die where I was going to die, and how old I'm going to be when I die. And I'm not sure if they showed it to me so I can avoid it. And it's not, you know, so I can kind of change paths and not have that happen. Or if it's just for me to know, okay, this is how many years I have to do what I'm meant to do on this earth and make sure that I do it before my time runs out. I'd love to know that information. That would be, the, be the, if I could ask any question, that's what I'd want to know. How much time I got left. Yeah. Because that way I can make the most of the time. I wouldn't tell anybody else. Like, you don't want to tell your family because then they just, they're, they're going to spend half the time being sad. Yeah. But then you start like a countdown clock. But it know? depends on how you look at it, right? Because for me, it didn't scare me. I was like, okay, um, this is a little weird. You guys have never shown me this before. I'm not really sure why. Why are you guys showing me this? And I got nothing, right? And when it's like radio silence, when I ask a question, I get nothing. I'm not supposed to know. I'm not supposed to know any more information. Oh, that was- So I'm going to let the cat out of bed. You know what that was? That was Giuseppe, your your one guide that's you know a little special. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe has Tourette's syndrome or something like that. And he and he, he said something, and the other ones go, jerk, you shouldn't have said that stuff. <laughs> and, and then they just- you know, now you said something. <sighs> what are you not telling me? Okay, so for you, what came up, and I communicate everything, right? If something comes up, I, I have to. And if I try and avoid it, they'll bring it up again, and they'll keep saying it. It was how you were abused as a child. I was getting visions of that, lots of different visions of that. And it, it, I didn't feel like I needed to express that to you because it wasn't going to help you. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to say it? Go ahead. Was there something with a phone? Something that happened with a phone? That's the one that I remember the most, is something with a phone. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't the worst of it. That was the biggest one that they showed me. Okay. Yeah. That was getting hit with a phone. Yeah. You know, you know the old ones with the cord? Been there, done that. <laughs> After I heard Michael, got hit with the phone. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, I got hit. I got hit pretty good with that thing. It was, I could tell, I still know my, my childhood phone number. It's uh, 609-641-3767. It's no longer an active number, so I can say that. But it was a green wall phone dial, you know, dial mm -hmm. phone with about, you know, a 20 foot, 20 foot cord, st yeah. stretch cord, but it was those real heavy handheld things, Yeah, you know, and that sucker's hurt. That's uh, that, that hurt pretty good. So was there anything else that came up that? That you're not saying? No, that that was just it. It was the the different types of abuse you've okay. endured. Good, because yeah. the other stuff you don't need to say. <laughs> Nobody needs to see <laughs> that shit. So how can I? How can Mike and I use this information that you've given us? 
you know, it's great knowing that information that you can see that stuff and there's people around us that really care for us and love, love us. But I want to know how both of us can use this information. You can use the information to, to help yourself and to heal, right? A lot of the things that kind of came up for you were different ideas and different things that can help you let go of the pain, right? Acknowledge it and release it so that you can kind of release the anger inside you that has been festering for so long. That can be a way that can help you. But it, you did say I had a big heart. I just want yes, to point you, that out. You died, yes. You di- I want to point that out. That was out one of the first things. Because there's a very positive thing. I, 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 do care, I do care very deeply mm-hmm. for people. Sometimes I have very strange ways of showing it, but nevertheless, my heart is usually in the right place. You Getting back to using that stuff. So ultimately, we're put on this earth to try to do the best we can with what we're given. Mm-hmm. And those of us that are willing to give out certain tools, I'm all ears for that stuff. So continue. How can we, how can we further better ourselves by this information that you gave us? You can take the information and kind of really allow yourself to process it all and to understand why the things that I said kind of came through, right? It's to help you to heal you in some way. So it can be taken as, okay, these are different things that I can do to kind of help myself, whether it's, you know, we talked about the grounding and different things to do, uh, releasing the anger that can help you really let go. Because some of the, the habits that you may have in different relationships could mirror, you know, some of the abuse that you endured. And if you let that go, you'll notice your relationships are improving or you won't get angry or frustrated as easily because you don't have this bottled up anger inside you anymore. So if you can learn how to face the trauma and face everything you've been through and not bottle it up, you can have, I see the chain on your wrist. I'm sorry. I saw a chain. That's right. That's fucked up. You know what? I didn't even see that. During the the reading. So you're you're, (laughs) during the reading. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get, I didn't mean to go off track, but I was like, oh wait, that's the chain. You said a link chain. A link chain. So one of the things that Heather brought up during my reading was I see a chain, whether you wear a necklace or or a bracelet and I I don't, and I, I don't wear a bracelet or a chain or anything like that. Oh, you did bring up the beads I I carried. That were in your pocket. See if Crudell was here, he would. He would just go right. Yeah, yeah he would just beach. bring it to a right bad, real bad place. <laughs> but I, you did call call out the beads that I the the prayer beads mm-hmm. in my pocket. But so you brought up this chain thing, and I don't wear a chain. I don't wear any of that stuff. But what I have around my wrist is I, I have a tattoo of a of a chain. So okay, all right, now it makes sense. <laughs> God damn it! There's like ten things in here. <laughs> and now. see, but that's why I say some of it might make sense now. Some of it might make sense later. Because you, it might just not be in your in your mind at the moment. And you might, later on, you would have been like, looking at your wrist like, oh, shit, there's a chain. That's what the chain was, right? And I, it's kind of like a game of charades in a way when this happens because it's not, sometimes they'll show me images, sometimes they'll speak, sometimes I'll feel something in my physical body or I'll hear something. But it's not all, it's not like you and I are sitting here having conversation. It's different. So I have to piece it together in a way that makes sense to you. But I, it doesn't make sense to me. So for me to be able to make sense to you, sometimes it could be a little challenging. So I, one of the things I really liked what you just said right there, what you said prior to that was you, you learn about certain traumas in your life. That way you don't repeat them. Because mm-hmm. I was always told that trauma doesn't have to play on a rerun re- reel. All right. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me. So for those of you who are looking, asking yourself, well, what's the benefit of a psychic reading? There it is. So trauma doesn't play on a rerun. Yeah. Mike, do you? What do you think about that? Do you think it? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, trauma shouldn't have to be a rerun. I mean, you know, once you go through it, and like we talk about, it's it's how you come out of it. This is a tough episode to do because things that Heather is telling us, I'm just, 
I want to sit here and think about, but we can't. We're sitting in front of microphones. We're doing a show. It's very difficult. This was probably one of the more difficult shows for us to do. We should have had a reading like yesterday and then came in today and <laughs> process it. I, I'm just, I'm figuring I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Well, she didn't tell you your expiration date either. So I want to know that. Maybe Come tonight. on. It may be tonight. Because you, you said one of my guides, one of my angels is Raphael. And Michael, mm-hmm. all right, well, can come on, guys, guys, let me know. I want to know. I want to know. Do I have a week? Do I have a month? Do I have a year? That's You're all not I going know. anytime soon. <laughs> Only the good die young. That's why. <laughs> Evil never dies. <laughs> well, Heather, we're coming to the end of this thing, and we're so grateful that you came in here and did all this stuff, and it was really a really, uh, just a great experience. For me, anyway, I don't know how you feel about it. Oh yeah, without doubt, it was really cool to hear all this stuff. And like I said, I was I was skeptical. I'm always you know? yeah, I'm always skeptical of things I can't touch, taste, mm-hmm. hear, smell, or understand. Stuff. Understand, yeah. You've done these spiritual readings on us. What has it taught you? Besides, we're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and has, has it changed your impression of us? <laughs> she used to think we were nice guys. You guys are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it doesn't change my impression about you at all. Everyone has something, right? Everyone has some type of trauma that they've been through, something that they don't want other people to know about. They don't want to know how deep it hurts them. But I'm not, I don't judge. Right? I understand. I've been through a lot of trauma, fucked up shit in my own life, right, that I had to kind of overcome and face. And I know how to do that because if I didn't do that, I would probably be stuck in a dark hole. And I don't want other people to be stuck in dark holes. So if I can help other people by delivering healing information, whether it's from a past level that you need to hear from, maybe there was turmoil and you actually need to hear from them in order to heal, or it's information that can help you live your life better, that's what I enjoy. That's what I love to do. Well, you do a damn good job of it. Thank yeah. you. You, you really made, do. You made two believers today anyway. I, I have to say that I'm leaning towards the belief side. There was way too much that was <laughs> that was brought out here that was that was pretty good. And you know what, Mike? Our audience learned a lot about us. They learned yeah. some stuff they never heard before. And like I said, we people bear themselves. Why can't we bear ourselves? Heather, I thank you so much for coming in today. Is there anything you want to plug? My social media, Heather Julia Campbell, is my Facebook and my Instagram. My website is heatherjuliacampbell.com. And for paranormal investigations, it's terrortalknewjersey.com. Terror, T E. R R O R O R NewJersey.com. Yes. We'll put we'll put links to all those on our show notes. And that's gonna do it for this episode of the Suffering Podcast, the Suffering of a Psychic Reading with Heather Julia Campbell. Well, let's think about all the stuff that we learned today. Don't get stuck in a dark hole. Open your mind. We do the best with what we're given. Trauma doesn't have to be a rerun. But most importantly, clear your energy. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of a Psychic Reading. Find Mike on Instagram at dented underscore ace. Find me at Real Kevin Donaldson. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, and now on YouTube. And we will see you on the next episode of The Suffering Podcast. <laughs>